celebrate it. Now, Malaysia celebrates the Agong's birthday in respect for the Agong and for the institution of our constitutional monarchy. But why do we celebrate the birthday of Jesus? What's so good about his birth? What's, why do we make such a big deal of his coming? Well, in the gospel reading I just read, uh, Jesus is speaking to a Jewish leader named Nicodemus, and it's being recorded by the Apostle John. Uh, because they didn't use quotation marks in those days, we're not quite sure where Jesus' speech finishes and where John's comment starts. But doesn't really matter because they're all part of God's Word, the Bible anyway. The passage actually gives us good reason to celebrate the birth of Christ. For it tells us that Jesus came from heaven to die for us, so we can have eternal life by believing in him. Jesus came from heaven to die for us so we can have eternal life by believing in him. And we'll see each of those things in turn as we look at our passage. First of all, as we look at this passage, we discover that Jesus came from heaven. Uh, in fact, he is unique in this regard. Now look at verse 13 uh, with me here. It says this, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Now, when Jesus says he's the only one who, who came from heaven, he's saying he's the only one in history who has experienced the inner life of God. Now, remember the Bible tells us that within the Godhead, there are three persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Each is fully God. And each enjoy a relationship of eternal love, one with the other. God the Son is the eternal Son of the Father with the Father from all eternity. But this eternal Son is the one who came from heaven to be born at Christmas. God became human. The only one uh, who's come from, from, from that position. And he came from heaven to be what verse 13 calls the Son of Man. Uh, many years before this, the prophet Daniel spoke of one like a son of man, a, a human one who would rule the whole world. And people from every tribe and language and nation would serve him and worship him. That Jesus is that son of man, the real human one, the one that we humans were meant to be like, but actually failed to. And he's the one whom God the Father has appointed as the ruler of the whole world. But Jesus tells us he's not just the Son of Man, he is God the Son as well. He is God the Son who came from heaven. The one who knows God on the inside. The perfect expression of the Father. The one and only one who can really reveal God to humans. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but he came from heaven. The second thing we see in this passage about the coming of Jesus is what he came to do. Jesus came from heaven to die for us. And to explain this, Jesus refers to an incident that happened about 1,500 years before he was born. And at that time, God had rescued his people, Israel, from slavery in Egypt. He was leading them through the desert uh, to the promised land that he had, he had promised their forefathers. But on the way, they rebel against God time and time again. And in one such incident, God punished them by sending in poisonous snakes. And many were bitten and died. 
But when they admitted their sin and they cried out to God for mercy, God heard their cry. And God told Moses, their leader, to, to make a bronze snake and to set it up on a pole. And God promised that if anyone looked at that bronze snake, even though they were bitten, they would live. And Jesus said in verse 14, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. And as we read on in John's Gospel, we discover what, what Jesus meant. Jesus himself would be lifted up like that bronze snake. He would be nailed to a cross where he would die for our sins on our behalf. He would take our place under God's curse, his, his punishment, his, his anger. He, he would do so so that God could forgive us without saying that all the wrong things that we've done is okay. He would die for us so that God could remove all our guilt and give us a clean slate. Like the people who looked at the snake in the desert and were saved from the punishment that they deserved, we can look at the cross of the Lord Jesus and be saved from the punishment that we deserve. But God had to become man for that to happen. For only a human can die a human death for humans. Only a human can pay the penalty for human sin. Only a human can represent humans before God. Yet sin is so big for, for the God whom it against is so infinitely big that only the infinite God could ever finish paying the penalty for it. That is why God the Son, who from all eternity has been with the Father, enjoying that mutual love of the Trinity, had to become a human being in order for us to be saved. And the good news is that he did come as a little baby in Bethlehem. As we say in the Nicene Creed, for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was born of the Virgin Mary and became man. Jesus came from heaven to die for us. The third thing we see about the coming of Jesus is what he came to achieve. Jesus came so that we can have eternal life. The very next verse, verse 16, must be one of the most famous verses in all the Bible. And here's how it starts. For God so loved the world. God so loved the world. The world is, is people in rebellion against him. And God loves people. And that includes every single person in this room. I still find it amazing to realize that God knows the darkest secrets of my heart better than I know myself, and yet he still loves me. And that's the same for you. God really loves you, despite the fact that you haven't treated him properly. God really loves me, despite the fact that I sin. God knows everything that you and I have done, and he still loves us. For God so loved the world, the verse continues, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him 
shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, the word perish there means to, to die under the judgment of God. And it's because God loves us that he doesn't want that to happen. It's because God loves us that he doesn't want us to face his eternal condemnation for our sins. It's because God loves us that he wants to forgive us and wants us to enjoy eternal life with him. It's because God loves us that he wants us together with all his forgiven people to, to enjoy the kind of love that the Father and the Son have experienced for all eternity. And it's because God loves us and he doesn't want us to perish that he gave his one and only Son to perish for us on the cross. And even though Jesus died under the judgment of God, he didn't stay dead. He rose on the third day, and by doing so, showed that he has completely dealt with our sins, and he can really give us eternal life now, and raise us up on the last day uh, to enjoy this life with his Father forever. Jesus could have come to judge us. He could have come to find us guilty of sin and sentence us to eternal condemnation, but instead, instead, he came to save us. It says in verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus came to save us and to give us eternal life. But in order to receive this life, we need to believe in him. And that means to trust him for who he really is. Not just a prophet, not just a good teacher, not just a moral man, but God made man. It means we're to trust him to save us from condemnation. It means we're to turn our lives over to him as our, as our king and our God, the one who has every right to reign over us. Verse 18 says, whoever believes in him is not condemned. Not now, not ever. For Jesus has taken our condemnation for us. For those who don't believe in him, verse 18 continues, stand condemned already. Because they, like all of us, are already guilty of sin. Already deserving of God's punishment. But if they don't believe in Jesus, they haven't been saved from it because they haven't believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And so, friends, this Christmas, God invites us all to believe in Jesus. He wants us to come to him and to trust in him as our Savior and our King. As John puts it in the following verses, Jesus, God's light, has come into the world we shouldn't be like those who, who run away from him because we, we don't want his light to expose our sin and call us to change. Instead, we should come into his light. Don't hide from Jesus. Some of us may be tempted to hide because we know if we believe in Jesus, we will need to live differently. But friends, the eternal life God wants to give us is far better than whatever we leave behind. Trust him. Be willing to turn from, from anything that you know is against his will. Believe his truth 
come into his light. Enjoy the forgiveness God offers us in his son. Experience release from condemnation. Receive his gift of eternal life. And as the spirit works in your heart, you become more and more aware of his love. Learn to love him more and more. Obey him more and more. And love others more and more as well. And so friends, as we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the fact that Jesus came from heaven to die for us so we can have eternal life. But it's not enough just to celebrate. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can celebrate Christmas, celebrate the coming of your Son into this world. Thank you that he came from heaven to die for us so that we can have eternal life by believing in him. And thank you that we can rejoice today together uh, in your wonderful goodness to us, in your love for us that you've shown us in Jesus. Uh, please help us, we pray, to believe and to continue to believe, and in response to your love, to love you and to love others as well. We pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Page 14, please stand to say the Nicene Creed together. Together, we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, 